ladies and gentlemen, I present to you gonna put it away all right hi there people um how you doing i'm um in the middle of my time off from work and i went shopping today today is uh the 9th of july i went shopping today and um yeah i went shopping today and uh got a magazine Life magazine, Heroes of World War II, men and women who put their lives on the line. And I am kind of a, recently in the past couple of years, I've been a World War II kind of buff kind of person. <clears throat> Not just because I'm a veteran, I'm a peacetime veteran, almost went to Desert Storm. But um, what I am it is one of my best friends who's well my best friend i got one who's very near and dear to me her mom was a rosie yeah her mom passed away a year ago april uh at the right young age of 95 um my 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 uh friend her uh father died years ago he was in world war ii in europe third armored division she showed me pictures that uh, he had taken while he was out there. And pictures were sent home. And there he is with all this heavy artillery that the 3rd Armored Division would have. And so I got to meet her mom. Uh, her mom, of course, obviously being in her 90s, couldn't drive. 
uh, but was easy to get around, had all of her wits with her. And my, my friend would spend weekends over there at times. And that was so cool. I got to go over there one time and go to pick up my friend to do our ministry at our church. And I would just love to just go up there and say to her mom, can Jane come out and play? <laughs> and her mom just, her mom's name was Olga. And she would just laugh and say, sure, make sure she's home on time. I said, I will. Thank you, mom. But one time she invited me into the house, one of the first times. And she saw my army veteran hat. So now we're talking army stuff. And she told me all about her hubby and what he did during the war. And then when he came home from the war, World War II, Europe, Third Army Division, he went, he didn't talk about what he saw for years. Very hard worker. And um, when a thunderstorm would come by, he'd want the windows open. And Olga would say to him, um, honey, it's going to rain in here. He didn't care. He wanted to hear the thunder. It would help him sleep better. Which tells you that when he was out there during the war, he uh, he would have to sleep during artillery rounds. Tanks and other stuff, heavy artillery would fire all around him. And if you can get a wink of sleep in... Yeah, you're getting sleep during war. And you never knew if you were going to go to sleep, if one of those artillery shells were going to hit you. You didn't, you know. While you're awake, you didn't know. And then if you go to sleep, you didn't know if you were going to die in your sleep. Well, I'm looking it up online or on uh, Netflix. I'm looking it up online, you know, and... um. They got uh, World War II. There's like a 58-minute video, black and white. General Eisenhower ordered those who were drafted and volunteered for the war, that was media, to take pictures, take videos, write down what you see, because General Eisenhower knew that one day people would deny any of this ever happened. This man with a third armored division liberated some concentration camps. And it would say third armored division went to the Nordhausen concentration camp. And you see the dead bodies and they had to make a mass grave. You've seen the living bodies. And even the Germans who were claimed to be doctors were ordered to help. If they didn't have enough American medics and would go over to these people in the concentration camp and say yes or no. And if it's yes, they could possibly survive with further with medical treatment. And if it's no, then there's no hope for that person. These people in the third armored division at the Nordhausen concentration camp had to see this. What one group of people would do to anybody else. The Nazis, the Nazi Germany, 
I can tell you it wasn't all Germans, but it was those who were loyal to the Nazi party did that to other people. It didn't matter if you weren't an if you were a German who wasn't a Nazi, they would do it to you. Polish, French, British, American, Russian. Didn't matter. <clears throat> you weren't part of, you know, Hitler's desirable people. That's it. Um, you were either going to die right away, die slowly, or they were going to do experiments on you. I had a teacher in high school. His parents took in this former, um, you can't say prisoner. I mean, you know, you're taking prisoners from people who weren't armed. I could see if you're taking soldiers as prisoners, but they were taking civilians. And they had this woman who had the number tattoo on there, and she had stories in concentration camps. <sighs> Horrific stories. And, um, you know, no human being should ever have that done to them. Anyway, back to Olga. She's home and no children yet, but she's got her parents and she's got, you know, family and friends and stuff. And uh, those who stuck behind were working in factories. Well, they were working at stores, grocery stores and other places to keep the country moving. But then they was also um, collecting scrap metal to use for the war. I found a I found a what I thought was a dime in one of those coin star places in grocery stores. And I thought it was a dime in like Canadian, because people would just leave Canadian coins behind, thinking they're not worth anything. But I had a food pantry that worth stuff. But it wasn't a dime. I'm looking at and it had the leaf penny sign on the back, and I turned around, it's a penny, a, a silver penny, 1943. They're silver in 1943 because they used all the copper to make bullets for the war. So if you should happen to have a 1943 copper penny, ooh, um, put it in a safe place and look up to see if there might be a buyer for it because it could be worth up to $250,000. Very valuable. So, um, I mean, one movie to maybe watch... You know, that could help you a little bit more of what happened on the home front is Cinderella Man. I think it had Russell Crowe in it starting as a starring as a fighter, but it was like during the Great Depression and stuff. And then the World War. Um, but people were just donating, you know, collecting scrap metal. There were community gardens, people helping other people. Uh, women like Olga, who would work in a factory building bombers. And that's where you get the Rosie the Riveter posters. Um, and this woman was one of those Rosies. She was working in a factory and helping build the bombers. And she's telling me what factory life was like. You know, they're hiring girls as young as 16 because they were small and petite enough to fit in a nose cone of a plane to do some welding. As young as 16. And then they just had, it, you know, a lot of women were had children and homes and they had to take care of everything on the home front. And these poor women, 
they could get a, you know, they, they were hoping and praying that no two soldiers would come knocking on their front door with a telegram. That meant that whoever loved one they had in the war passed away. And then these poor women could have got a letter from the loved one a day or two later that was written a couple days before they died saying, oh, I'm hoping to be home soon. I'm like, oh, no. So it was very stressful time in the country. And I got to talk to a Rosie. And um, she was just fascinating to listen to. And I tried to see if she would allow some people to come by and do landscaping for her. And they work with Rosies. And she didn't want it. She had neighbors that would cut her grass. Um, she had daughters that would come by and, you know, do some kind of gardening or whatever for her, plant some flowers. But she didn't want anything. She didn't want a, any special attention or nothing. And so she was a true hero of World War II, and so was her hubby. Um, he came home, and they raised four girls. And I would pity any boy that would break a girl's heart because not only did you have to face dad, World War II veteran, 3rd Armored Division, you had to face mom. And mom had to take care of dad with his PTSD before it had those initials. It was called shell shock then. And then had to deal with four girl, raising four girls in a household. So if you should ever find somebody who's in their 90s, 400, uh, over 100, talk to them. If you got a grandmother or a great-grandmother, please go listen to them. Spend time with them. And sometimes what they may want is just for you to sit there. On another occasion, I went over there. I had my son with me. She wanted us in the house. And it was just sit there. The woman was fascinating. Um, now I get the pleasure to hear from her children about what life was like afterwards. But this magazine I got, I don't think it's got rosies in I just looked at it real quick. I'm going to look at it more later. It's got about 100 pages, photographs, World War II. Um, wow. You know, Auschwitz. Does it got those kind of photos in here? Oh, Franciscan priest saving children. No. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Oh, there's one picture. Um, Budapest. Yeah, there's bodies in it. Of course, you can't have anything about World War II without bodies. Anyway, yeah, if you should see a gray-headed saint around in her 90s, have a listen. If you should happen to see somebody who's in their 80s, it could be Army brats, Navy brats, Marine brats, whatever you want to call them, whatever branch. They could have some fascinating stories. And it's that generation, the greatest generation that they're called. They're just, you know, hardly any left. Nothing like what war is like today with drones. 
you know, what do you get a little, do you get a little badge like as in a video game or something? You know, what kind of medal do you give someone to fly in a drone into a war place and they're not sacrificing their body but a million dollar equipment, a million dollar drone? I don't know. But, yeah, that, that's uh, that story about there. I could just label this one. I talked to a Rosie. <sighs> and there's one or two at my church. And, um, yeah, they got similar kind of stories. All those saints. Um, yeah, go take a listen to some people. That's all I got for this one. I got my son coming over. He wants to buy me pizza. Ooh, okay. So you know I got to go. Talk to you guys later. God bless you.